Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sovereign Projector podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, my name's Heather. Um, okay, so today we have a guest, my friend Abby, who has been on the podcast before, but she came back um, and we just had a little chat. I kind of just, we just, I just hit record um, when we were talking because we're having a pretty interesting conversation before, so I just hit record. Uh, so that's why there's no introduction until halfway through, well, not halfway through, but a, little, a few minutes in. Um, but yeah, when we launch in, we were having a conversation just about um, I believe it was about like authenticity on social media and just some of the things which I like to speak about and almost like when you can set some boundaries around social media and when you can just see what boundaries are like conditioned boundaries so it's almost like autonomy in boundaries that you're supposed to set in social media versus the ones that actually feel good to you and those nights you do do feel like staying up till 11 p.m being inside your dms like you know talking to people just because you feel like talking to them um and again this is just so unique to the individual and i think that's kind of the point we we're trying to make so yeah we launched straight in there we speak about so much so the thing that I want to actually speak about. So Abby does does body mind coaching um, and she's really good at helping you kind of make a decision um, when you have a big decision to make. And it's funny. Okay. So this story that I'm going to share just about what's going on with my life in my life right now actually play, plugs so beautifully into um, that specifically, like how Abby helped me reach this decision. Um, bless her. God bless her. But okay. One of the things that we speak about in this episode is specific versus non-specific manifestation in human design. And we just kind of say, so we recorded this maybe two, three weeks ago. It was a little while ago uh, in, in eclipse terms. And anyway, I feel like we live on a different planet than we did two weeks ago. So it was probably only two weeks ago, but it feels like about 10 years ago. Anyway, um, and yeah, we spoke about how we are both non-specific manifestors. And so what that means in human design is that if you look at your chart, you have the four arrows um, on the graph and they'll either be pointing left or right. And if you go uh, to the bottom right arrow and see if it's pointing left or is it pointing right? And if it's pointing to the left, you're what they call like a specific manifesta, which means, you know, things like um, just being really specific with the things that you manifest, like having the list and being like all the details, you know, I want this house and it has to have this kind of tree out the front and it'll be this much and it'll be in this location and it'll come to me this this time, whatever. Um, that is the left and that's the specific manifesta. And then for others so don't confuse like manifesta like manifesting manifestation with being a manifesta like the energy type too don't get confused there um whereas if you have the arrow pointing to the right you're what's called a non-specific manifesta which is what abby and i both were which we talk about um in this episode and we we're both kind of saying like yo don't really understand it um i have tried playing around with it and i've seen some people have so much success with it be like oh this is the missing link um for me i'd never had a lot of con had like a lot of success with playing around with non-specific manifestation. The whole idea being that you kind of focus on the feeling of what you want over the specifics. 
And yeah, I think I mentioned in this episode, my inner control freak is just like, no, I must know exactly how it's going to look. And I must know exactly what it feels like and exactly when it's coming and how it comes and what kind of tree I want in my backyard, etc. Interestingly enough, I had an experience when non-specific manifestation worked, you know, a week after this, we recorded this podcast. And again, it was just totally random. So if you have been following me for a while or listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I, oh God, we could go so deep into the story of my Mars in the fourth house and my struggles at finding a place that feels like home. I have moved houses, I counted it 11 times in 10 years, and that is, sorry, 11 times in five years. So this is since 2016. Since October 2016, I have moved houses 11 times. This is about to be the the 12th um, coming up. Um, And that's not even including the month where I lived in my car. So, yeah. Uh, or the month that I lived in a hostel, in a, yeah, hostel either. It has been exhausting. I'm so tired. I want a place to lay my weary head and to know that it's going to be there tomorrow and to be somewhat comfortable in it and to feel at home. That's all that I want. And yet I have Mars in my fourth house, Mars being um, quite a challenging planet in my chart uh, for one reason or another. Um, It's just in a sign that it doesn't really like to be in. And I have a day chart making Mars the the most troublesome, like the biggest troublemaker in my chart. Um, Maybe we can talk about troublemakers in a future episode, but for now, that's all you need to know. Mars is the biggest troublemaker in in my chart. Sitting there in my fourth house of home, you know, family, feeling at peace in your space, uh, causing trouble and making me feel un, un at home, not at home, anywhere I go. And every house that I've lived in, I felt like a stranger inside of it. I've never felt at home, at peace. Like, yes, I can be here. Um, anyway, so cue to this year. And I was like, well, firstly, you know, cue to the start of this year, I was like, cool, I'm going to move um, basically overseas uh, as of May. Clearly did not work out that way. That was just COVID. That was just 2020 in a nutshell. You had plans and those plans got rearranged. Um, so I continued living at my parents' house. Um, Q to November, I was like, dude, I have spent the last six months living, you know, inside my parents' pockets, essentially. This lockdown has been, was long, it was hard and yeah, I just, you know, if you want to learn about yourself deeply, um, live and just like heal a bunch of childhood trauma and whatever, live with your parents for six months of lockdown. Anyway, <clears throat> so November when the the borders started to open up or like, yeah, just Melbourne became, got a bit more freedom. Um, I straight away booked into this Airbnb, which I'm living in now, which is this bus outside of um, the Mornington Peninsula where I used to live, which is like, you know, um, cup, like an hour or so outside of Melbourne beachside town outside of Melbourne. Um, and yeah, been here for two months and it's great. And it's been a really good kind of getaway. Uh, and then I was like, okay, I think I want to buy a van. Like, I think that's what I want to do. My Venus in Sag was like, yeah, let's just like live wild and free. Let's just like travel Australia. You know, there's, there's no sign or indicators that it's going to be all right to travel overseas next year. 
Um, so why don't you just see the country, like fulfill that thirst for travel by seeing the country. And so I started looking for vans and maybe I've spoken about this on the internet, but uh, on the internet, oh my God, <laughs> I sound like an 80 year old. Um, speaking about this on Instagram or maybe even on the podcast, don't remember, but anyway, the whole van thing, it did not work out. Not only that, but this, this kind of, I think the last four or five years has caught up with me in the last two weeks where I've just been like, wow, I am exhausted. I want to relax. I want a home that's a home. I want to like actually have furniture that's mine and not just like secondhand or like temporary. Um, You know, I want space to have an altar or like six, as we spoke about on Charlotte's episode a couple of weeks ago. I want my own space and I want to feel at home there. And so unknowingly, I was creating this non-specific manifestation and really the number one feeling of this non-specific manifestation was that I want to feel safe in my own home. I want to feel comfortable. I want to feel welcome. Um, And I, it's funny because I actually like created a specific manifestation list for this house that I'm looking for, this apartment that I'm looking for. And I had this idea Um, And it still would have been kind of nice that I wanted to move into the city, like back into Melbourne, but into Melbourne, Melbourne, like the city city, um, just to be closer to my friends so that I could socialize a bit more because, you know, I, with so much Scorpio and just water signs in my chart, I, I could easily not leave the house for days at a time and not even realize that I hadn't spoken to anyone for days. I I just could do that. You know, there are some people who need social interaction. I just don't need it, you know, for days at a time. And then it'll get, you know, four days in. I'm like, hey, I should probably like, I don't know, buy some food or something. (laughs) Um, Because I've been so content in my own little world, in my own little space, and just not worried about what's going on on the outer world. So yeah, I looked on the weekend, on this weekend just past, I went and looked at a few houses in the city in Melbourne. And um there was one that I was, I, I did love. Um, and it was so cute. Uh, and I applied for it and then I got home that night and yeah, I, I, I applied for it, sent through my application and yeah, it was looking pretty good. Like there was just all these signs. I was like, Oh, I think you're mine. Like the real estate agents was Sabrina. So I was like, mm, teenage witch, like this is obviously a sign. This is meant to be mine. Um, anyway, so yeah, applied for the house, whatever. Um, I don't know, something just didn't, like, I just totally, I wasn't 100% sure still. There was still that little part of me that was like, uh, maybe I should, like, still get a van. Like, I don't know, am I going to get sick of it in in a few months? Um, because the thing is, I don't know about where you live, but in Australia, if you want to really get a lease, if you want to rent a house or place, you have to sign a 12-month lease to start with. And that's where I felt so much resistance to because I know I change my mind so quickly that for me to sign a 12-month lease, it's like it feels like signing my life away. And, you know, people who have like 40-year mortgages are probably laughing at me right now. But to me, it just feels like, oh, God, that's way more commitment than I'm really ready to give to this one specific place. Um, anyway, so <clears throat> also unknowingly, I was adding that to my non-specific manifestation list that, hey, I want to feel free um, to leave this, this, this house whenever I desire. Not the next morning. Well, 
yes, the next morning. So Sunday morning, I get a text from the people who own the Airbnb that I'm staying in being like, oh, hey, like heard you were looking for a place to live. Um, we just had one of our, they, they rent out apartments too. They're like, we just had one of our residents move out and it's available like next week. Do you want to come have a look? And I was like, yeah. Um, so went and had a look. It's probably like half an hour from here. It's it's good. It's it's 100 metres from the beach, um, which delicious. Yay. Um, I love my morning strolls along the beach. Um, and it's only 45 minutes into the city versus an hour and a half, which is where I used to live outside of the city. Um, but it's not like in the city city. So it's still quiet and peaceful and got that small town kind of feel, which I've really grown to love and be obsessed with the fact that there's not people everywhere and constantly cars, you know, driving past on this giant main road or all that stuff that I've become accustomed to by being outside of the city, but still it's close enough. Um, so I went and had a look and that it, it was just everything that was on my non-specific manifestation list that I almost didn't know. The thing with non-specific manifestation is that the whole concept is that the universe knows what you want better than you do. Okay, so this is exactly what happened is that, yeah, I want to feel comfortable, I want to feel safe, and I want to have freedom in the lease. So I have spoken to them. We're doing a flexible lease. So I'm doing it as a six-month trial period and if it gets to the end of six months and I don't want to be here anymore and I do want to move to the city or I do want to, you know, move to Perth or I do want to move overseas or whatever it is that I feel like doing in six months, that freedom is there. I'm not locked into a 12-month lease. So they're going to do that. There's going to be that flexibility. B, I don't have to hide the fact that I have a cat because they know I have a cat. They let me have a cat in this Airbnb and this bus. Um, and this this place, this apartment that I'm moving into, it has a cat enclosure outside because their previous residents also had a cat. And so the little outside courtyard, it's like got a cat enclosure so Giselle can play outside and, you know, not run away or kill native birds, which is my main concern with her. Um and it's got a little cat flap kind of thing. It's just it's just set up for Giselle, for her little world. Um, and, you know, see, because I know them, I don't have to do that whole, you know, having a landlord that's evil, which is another thing which I've always hated about renting and why I've never felt at home in any of the places I've rented before. Because I've had like, not like shady landlords, but just people who, you know, it's very much feels like their home. So you can't make it be yours you know I couldn't have a cat every time I had an inspection I had to hide her like literally Giselle and I would drive to a friend's house and I would take all her food bowl and everything and just pretend I didn't have one not being able to paint the walls or put put um paintings and stuff up um or make it my own space it was always felt like somebody else's space that I wasn't at home within I wasn't welcome there in some sense whereas this it's like because I know them, A, they're not going to be, you know, inspecting every few months, like to make sure I haven't hung up anything, there's going to be more flexibility. Whereas like, if I do want to make it a bit more my own, there's going to be that. Um, And yeah, it's, it's going to be more feeling safe, feeling comfortable, feeling at home in my own home, in my own space, than it would have been if I was renting off a strange, random landlord. 
anyway, so yeah, this place literally just dropped into my field without even knowing I'd, I'd non-specifically manifested successfully. So there's a little success story to keep in mind. If any of you have had any success with non-specific manifestation, like please inform me like how, how, I guess I've done it now. Um, so that was interesting, but yeah, so I accepted it. I just said, yeah, cool. Let's do it. I mean, it's six months, it's a six months trial. What could, like there's literally nothing to lose. So I'm so excited. Um, I'm moving in in a couple of weeks. So I can't wait to show you the new place. The other thing is that, um, yeah, I took a break from the podcast last week because I'm tired. Um, I I have just, I think just, yeah, everything hit me in the last two weeks. I'm like, wow, I'm exhausted. Um, and I'm getting ready to teach my evolutionary astrology um, reader training as of January 4th. It's starting. So um, there are still five spots left. So, well, as, as I'm recording this, there are five spots left. Um, I'm going to link all the info in the show notes, but yeah, it's going to be so fun. Evolutionary astrology is not like regular regular astrology. So we're going to be focusing on Pluto, the, the South Node, the North Node, and really the soul's evolutionary journey and story in this life um, and all the fun stuff that comes along with it. But again, all the info will be on my website. If you feel called to become an astrologer, it's really well-priced and there's a really good payment plan option too um, because this is my first time teaching in this incarnation um it's it's definitely the lowest price that it's ever gonna be um so just keep that in mind if you are considering joining us and yeah I think the payment plan works out to be about like fifty dollars a week for eight eight weeks or something like that like it's it's crazy it's so it yeah you won't even notice so check that out um, send me a DM if you have any questions about that. But yeah, so I do want to have a bit more free time to focus on that and create my my course and my content for the humans who are joining me for that, which I can't wait for. Um, so I have been thinking that this, well, this is definitely the last episode for this year and then we'll see next year. You know, who knows, I might be back in your eardrums in a week from now or you might not hear from me for March. It's just going to depend how the move goes, how I'm feeling next year and yeah, just, just what happens. So just, yeah, keeping that in mind, if I don't come back to the podcast, I will be back, but I just am taking a little time to reassess how I want to do it. Do I want to do more interviews? Do I want to do more solo stuff? Like what feels really good right now? Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. So there's the reader training and I still have, so depending on when you're listening to it, to this, uh, today I'm recording this and hopefully getting this out on the 22nd, but until the 26th, you can still get my family and friends price. Um, I'm doing like a kind of Christmas, um, discount on readings, like regular readings, uh, which are a combination of evolutionary astrology and human design. Um, so you can have my family and friends discount price because it's Christmas. Um, you don't need a discount code or anything. Just book in, book in before the 26th, but you can book up to two months in advance, I believe. And you can also get that discount on a gift voucher too. So you can always buy yourself a gift voucher for a cheaper reading and then just cash that in whenever throughout the year that you feel like coming on board. Um, 
and and yeah getting that reading so there's that and I think that's all the stuff that I had to tell you um but yeah again I just hit record and jump straight into this this conversation with Abby oh and how to get in contact with Abby so um her Instagram will be linked in the show notes uh yeah she's a body mind coach she's doing amazing work um in she uses human design and all kinds of fun stuff in her work so and and yeah we spoke about too she has a podcast coming out next year so I'm sure I will post about that on my Instagram when that comes out um otherwise just go play with her on Instagram I'll link that in the show notes too so thank you so much for being here thank you for a beautiful 2020 what a year it has been I'm so happy I've gotten to connect with so many of you and yeah can't wait to see what the new year brings um yeah I'm so grateful for you and all that stuff I hope you have a beautiful Christmas or Hanukkah or Yule or whatever you happen to celebrate however you happen to celebrate it um and the new year too and I will talk to you when I talk to you lots of love enjoy this episode thumbs up um it's like being conditioned in a in another way of like you have to not be on social media it's like we get we get conditioned in one way of like you know here's these post three times a day and like reply to dms and all this stuff and then so i started following the opposite to that where people were like you know don't reply to dms and and get off at 6 p.m and all this stuff and i was like well actually some days i want to be on there I want to be like replying to people's stories I want to be like stalking the people who follow me I want to be like looking at memes and like, be on my stories all the time and then there will be times when I don't want to so it was just like that's like yeah. so the projector dilemma right there anyway yeah that's how, that's how it is for me too but I'm finding that like so I just have her consistently like sending emails and consistently getting like a post with a graphic and she's making those graphics for me like she's making them in Canva like that's the shit I hate so really? all I have yeah so all yeah. I have to do is like show up in my stories and like yeah. talk and do Instagram TVs and then she's just gonna make the um content out of my words so that's like and then yeah. now I feel like less overwhelmed about like doing a reels or showing up in my stories because I don't I'm not spending a million hours writing uh-huh. dumb emails right like well they're not dumb but like <laughs> editing it 8,000 different times or whatever it feels dumb I know and do you find too like if I sometimes I have to just like stop myself editing because I'll 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 over edit to the point where it's like it's lost the meaning and it's lost like the juice behind it um but yeah same as you like I do have that sort of like perfectionist streak inside my my bones especially when it comes to spelling and stuff um and just like grammar and I mean, yeah, I, I took like a creative writing course and you get that kind of embedded in you and like, like, you know, the full stop has to be here and don't use a semicolon because that's whatever. Um, yeah. But then at a certain point, you just have to be like, fuck it, because otherwise you over edit to the point where it totally loses any meaning. <laughs> I like that stuff isn't my strong suit. Writing was never my strong suit. Like I went to school for science. Like I learned science. Like I used to write lab reports. Like I can write like a very factual lab report, but I, I have a hard time like with the tenses. So like, I'll go to edit and I'm like, none of my tenses match and go to get like, I'll spend hours like, and I still don't even know which one's correct. And I get so overwhelmed with it. Like it, it has been really nice paying someone to do it. 
Awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like finding your strong suit. Like for me, I love writing. Like that's an absolute hobby of mine. Um, and it's just, yeah, playing into what you're actually good at. Like you're obviously yeah. much better at speaking and like yeah. being on your stories and stuff. And I'm like, sometimes I enjoy that. And that's what I love about the podcast too. It's when I write, I make art out of it. Like I make it like flowy and like imaginative and like create worlds and stuff. I don't want to be, you know, writing boring, plain stuff, but sometimes you need to write the boring, plain stuff. Like you need to write out the facts and here's the, this, whatever. Um, so for that, that's where I'll like use my podcast where it's like, this is this and this, 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 or like, you know, get and actually speak. Um, and then my writing is free to be more like flowy and imaginative and, it doesn't have to be unfun, but oh my god, it's a dance, isn't it? It's a dance yeah. figuring out what one hundred percent is. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, like speaking is definitely like I had like a weird thing about speaking in my stories, like for the longest time. I was just like, it's annoying. People do it are annoying. Like blah blah blah. Now I'm like, it's so much easier. And people listen. I'm shocked, but people listen to what I have to say all, all the time. They'll they'll text, you know, message me about what I said. So I'm like, okay, well, you're obviously someone cares. <laughs> someone somewhere is listening (laughs) yeah it's funny it's like when you actually have the space and the time it's it's good it depends because like sometimes I do find it easier to just like hold a screen when someone like types out a massive chunk like when it's people who I actually care about reading their work and stuff and whatever um but then sometimes it is easier just if they're speaking on their stories I'll just be cooking dinner and it's almost like a podcast but without the extra like like actually putting out a podcast just has adds a whole extra level where level yeah. of effort I think whereas just um yeah jumping on your Instagram stories you can just like jam about whatever um yeah. it's funny that you mentioned reels too because like it was like I've made one reel and it was nothing to do with anything in my business I just like made a reel of me trying on thrift shop clothes oh yeah I remember your reel yeah. and it is so fun but it took me like an hour now yeah it, it does take some time especially like the first one because the words like figuring out how to put the words on there like it's not that easy it does get a little easier like the more you do it the algorithm yeah. is very good on the reels is what my social media coach keeps telling me she's like oh, you need to be posting reels the algorithm I'm like okay I know but I'm like what what would I make a reel about sometimes I'm like that would be so fun because it generally was so fun to make but hmm. Then I, when I think about doing one for astrology, I'm like, would I make a funny one? Like, I love people who do like funny astrology ones. Yeah. But then I feel like I'm such like a serious kind of person. <laughs> Sometimes I'm fun, but not so much like on my Instagram. Um, it has to be very you, whatever it is, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I want to play more with reels. Um, but yeah. I think just- you could make some like funny ones about astrology I see some funny like astrology memes and like I don't even know that much about astrology and it's still like they're really funny I'm like I wish I knew more about that so I knew how funny it really was yeah (laughs) the thing I've been noticing like I love astrology memes and stuff um they're my life they're how I unwind at the end of a long day (laughs) well I mean everyone needs something some people drink wine I look at memes um lots of people look at memes (laughs) (laughs) honestly the millennial problem um but yeah one thing I've been noticing and it's put a sour taste in my mouth is that all these different meme creators like astrology meme creators will just take this exactly the same meme and just replace the sign so it'll be like I'll say the same meme but it's like this is Scorpio or like this is Sagittarius I'm like fuck I relate to all of these yeah you're like wait a minute 
<laughs> well, there's always that that goes on online anyway. The like yeah. everyone just by the time you've seen the same meme with eight different things on it anyway, you're like, all right, enough. <laughs> I'm ready yeah. for something new. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, I might just quickly introduce you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sovereign Projector podcast. We've been speaking for a minute already, but I will just say welcome back, actually, to Abby, um, who has been on the podcast before a few months ago. She was my first guest, actually. Um, And that time we had probably a lot more structure uh, because I was a nervous little first time podcast guest person. Um, But today we're just going to kind of have a jam. But anyway, welcome, Abby. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm really good. Really good. She is coming to us live from her brand new apartment. Well, not apartment, house. Is it a apartment? Well, yeah, it's an apartment in a house. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what, they like split the house? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So I live on the first floor and someone lives on the second floor. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. It's so clever how they do that. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, but yeah, what do you want to talk about? Where do we want to start? Should we actually... Let's start, actually, since we're on the topic of, let's talk about, like, you've been getting deeper and deeper into human design, like, since we spoke last. So what's been going on with that? Like, has anything made you come up, like, any big deconditioning moments or just, yeah, the experience of being in your own space and how that's helping, even though it's only, what, like, a week or two ago that you moved in? Yeah, yeah. It's only been a week that I've been living here. So it's been good to be in my own space. And I actually just did a workshop for the first time for the first time, I guess, this workshop that I went to this weekend, um, where she had us, um, it's with Crystal Woods, who does human design coaching. And she had us do this meditation. And I like, I like got to this place of like, where I think I found my own energy. Like I was like, that, that's, yeah, it was like, I found this place of just like calm, like stillness that I was like, I think that's like me. <laughs> like I think that's that, my energetic field. Like, and that's the first time that I've really like had that feeling. So that was, that was really cool. Yeah. It was like, it's hard to explain. It's one of those experiences that was hard to put into words, but that was cool. And I think a big piece of that is like being here, being in my own energy. Um, Yeah. Um, That's really funny. Like I, people keep describing me as calming and grounded. Like, and it's, it's projectors in my life too. They'll be like, you know, you have such a grounded, calming energy and as, the more that I hear it, the more I'm coming to, you know, receive it as true. But for me, like, you know, I guess I'm just like not completely connected with my own energy, but I feel chaotic. Like a lot of the time it feels completely chaotic and like the opposite to grounded. But then I guess I do have that consistency of just like always coming back to, I don't know, it just like that meditation sounds really good and something I feel like I need to do because yeah, sometimes I do feel like other people get what's going on in here. Whereas I'm just like, isn't that like such a projector thing though? Like we can't see our own stuff. Like I find that all the time. And I, I'm, I was under the impression that was a projector thing, but like, we're like, I can see so clearly in other people. And one of the things I'm realizing that is like one of my like projector gifts is that like, I just say the thing that like the person needs to hear. It's like, 
saying mm-hmm. the thing that the person needs to hear. And like, I think a lot of times before I would have held back on it, we're now like, if I'm working with someone, I'm like, this is kind of weird. And I don't, I, you know, I'm kind of being presumptuous. Like, I don't know that this is, and I'll just say it. And they're like, ah, how would you know? <laughs> Completely. Oh, so have you been using like more, more and more human design in your work with people too? Yes. And that's been so cool. Like, yeah. it's so cool to see how much like the charts are going with the people. Like it's super cool. I'm finding that that's just like so crazy every single time. And like for all the people I've kind of been reading for or like doing, you know, kind of incorporating their charts into stuff for like, they're all like, oh my God, like that hit so close to home. So it's really cool to see that. Yay. I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like, I feel like I definitely have been. So yeah, I'm the same as you. Like I just moved out. um, Well, a month ago apparently I've been here a month now um which honestly where did November go <laughs> freaking out um but yeah same just being in my own energy again after a year of like being at home basically like the first few months of the year I live with my sister and then the next chunk of the year I live with my parents so either way it's been family and the thing with family is I like they know old versions of you so well and they're almost really determined to keep you into that I've found like you know not out of malice but just out of comfort and oh this is the little girl I raised or like you know that's not what you thought two years ago or just like who do you think you are like um sometimes even coming through unconsciously and just have experienced since being in my own space this whole new level of almost like permission. And I know that you can like give yourself permission no matter where you are to do your own thing and to like become a new version of yourself essentially. But it's a lot easier when you're not surrounded by people who are like, that's not what you said three years ago on this day, October 12th, (laughs) whatever. Yeah, it's definitely a lot easier when you're not like inundated with it. I was just talking to someone about this recently, like where you're not kind of having to just be inundated by it all day long. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay. Yeah. So, and you just started a podcast, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I haven't launched it yet, but I (laughs) started recording it and it's like in the works. Yeah. Yay. This episode will probably come out like towards the end of December too. So. Oh, so it'll probably be right before my podcast launches. Before. Around the time. Yeah. And are you, what are you doing for it? Like what's it's, Oh, I'm so excited. It like, it was one of those things where I had been kind of all over the place. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of work with self-employed people, business owners, women, business owners. Then I kind of like got into human design and was like, this is all that I'm doing. And then I was like, no, that's not all we talked about this. I was like, no, like that's just a piece that I'm using with people. Um, so I got a little coaching from one of my, one of my coaches and ended up like it all, like all of it clicked into place. Like you know, when that happens, it was just like, I couldn't even sleep that night. I was up till like midnight, just like jotting notes in my notebook. Cause all this information this? was just, this was a couple of weeks ago. Oh my so, God. Okay. We need to speak about this. Okay, cool. This eclipse season is like being that for everyone. So I'm so excited to speak more about this, but continue. Really? Yeah. It was probably right before Thanksgiving. If I had a guess like that week before yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah. And everything just sort of lined up and fell into place. And then like the podcast, like I, you know, I've been talking about doing that all year. I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm gonna start. And it just was like, this is what you're doing. So it came to like, 
kind of came around to realize that really what I'm helping, like all the clients that I work with, what I'm helping them do is like make authentic decisions, make decisions Mm -hmm. from the way that they're supposed to make decisions from their gut, from their intuition, using their human design to figure out how, how that is best for them. And just like bringing them back in the body, because whenever you have a tough decision to make, like, you know, the answer, you have the answer within you. And a lot of times we ask other people and we do the pro cons list, right. And all those logical things. Mm -hmm. Um, and we just end up in that kind of spiral that like logic spiral of like trying to figure out what we should, especially as emotional authority people, right? Like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So just like helping people to make decisions for themselves and from like, from their themselves. That's amazing. So that's like what you're doing on the podcast kind of thing. Yeah. So the podcast is going to be called ask Abby and, or is called, I should say, ask Abby. And so people are coming on if they've got a tough decision to make. And they're kind of in that space where they're like waffling and going back and forth. And I'm just coaching them through it to help them kind of get clarity. Um, and I've been bringing in, I've been looking at their charts ahead of time to kind of get a feel for, for some of that. And it's been really cool. Like to, to see like, and you know, almost everybody who's come on so far, like they knew what they wanted exactly before they they came on the podcast with me, but just helping like talking them through it. And by the end, they were like clear. So that was, it's been really cool. That's so cool. Okay. I have two things I want to talk about that. The first thing I wanted to say is that that's why I find it's like a lot of the authority stuff. Um, when you are working with someone about it, I call it like, like cheerleading, just like human design cheerleading, because like you say, they know what they want. They just need one other person who's like outside of their field. say like, that's a great idea. Or yes, you should do that. Or like, yes, like, you know, you keep telling me, I really want to do this, but here are all the reasons I shouldn't, you know, but I'm listening to your voice when you say, I'm excited about this thing. Okay. Why are you not doing that? So I just like call it cheerleading, which I love. Um, I like that. Can we talk about emotional authority then? Because I, who was I having this discussion with, but it was another non-emotional person, um, like another non-emotional reader or astrologer or something. And we were just saying, like, it is so hard for me to really understand people with emotional authority because it's so foreign to me, this concept of, like, how just how much that, that emotional wave can impact your sensations of the day and, like, the decisions yeah. you make. And, and, like, when I share that with my clients who do have emotional authority, they're like, yep, spot on. And I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad this resonates, but I have no idea what that feels like for you. So if you want to just riff on that, however you want, please. Yeah. It's so funny. I th- I feel the same way when I'm like talking to someone about human design. I'm like, but I don't have that. So I, hopefully I'm explaining it right. Cause like exactly. I, I haven't, I don't have the lived experience. It's not the same. God, exactly. emotional authority, I would say is like the trickiest part. Like I'm doing better with waiting and like, you know, but the emotional authority as definitely the trickiest part of, of Mm -hmm. my design. I feel like, um, I'm getting, I'm getting better at like riding the wave, I guess you'll say, but it, it (laughs) is like all over the place. Like, and I know it's like, until I found human design, I didn't even really realize it, but yeah, my emotions will be all over the place. And when it comes to decision-making, like even this decision to leave my, so I just moved into this new apartment because I left a relationship. I don't think you announced that. So like I'd been in a relationship for a couple of years, we went back and forth. I decided to leave and got this place. And that was something I thought about for months. And there would be days that I was like, yes, leaving is the right thing. That's definitely what I want to do. Like, you know, these are all the reasons why I want to leave. And like, I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then there'd be the next day of like, oh my God, I definitely don't want to leave. Like, I love him so much. I want to stay right. Like, and I, 
just felt like it was wildly back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would get that moment of clarity. Mm -hmm. I would get that moment of clarity, but it's like, I I would get it for both directions of the decision at first. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I needed to give myself like even more time to be like really clear. Um, and then a few times, like, I think I was clear that I wanted to leave, but because it scared me and because it was like the harder choice, Mm -hmm. I would kind of like talk myself out of it. Yeah. Like get back into that cycle. Um, and then finally that same coach I was talking about earlier, she did like, she does mini readings in her stories and I submitted for it. And, and she said to me something like, if, if, when you have clarity, if you don't act, she was like, you're just going to fall back in that trap again. She's like, so it's like, once the clarity is there, act. Um, and that helped me a lot. Be like, okay, I have come to the same clarity over and over again. It just is scary. I think. <laughs> so I did end up doing it. And it, I still have moments of like, was that the right choice? You know, it does depend on the emotions. It does depend on where I'm at day to day. But I do feel like overall, like, yeah, it's so hard to explain. Like overall, I would get to this place of just like kind of neutrality. And I feel like- yeah. You know, like I'm not like upset and mad at him and I'm not like mm. the other direction. It's just like I'd get be at this kind of like neutral point and I'd be able to see it a little more clearly. Yeah. But like the fear is still present. That's like the key thing. It's like, you know, you can you can come to neutrality and like, yes, this is what I want to do. But then, you know, we're human. And when it's a decision like that, that's like it's going to impact your life in you know, pretty monumental way because, you know, you've moved out on your own and left a relationship kind of thing. Um, Still, like, and especially, I don't know, but, like, even just as a woman, that kind of decision, like, the fears that come up is, like, well, the biological clock, you know, like, it's it's fears that we have no conscious control over, but it's just, like, body fears. Like, hey, if I want to bring offspring into the world, what am I doing? Like, leaving this sensible relationship kind of thing. So, of course, even if you reach that point of neutrality, there's going to be still fears present, but it's like differentiating between, I get, I don't want to say conditioned fears, but it kind of is, um, versus no, this is actually what my heart is calling me towards. And yeah, I, I didn't have like too strong of that feeling of like, oh no, I need to have babies, which like, isn't something that's really on my radar anyway. So (laughs) not shocking. (laughs) But like that, I can like barely feed myself dinner every night, but okay. (laughs) But I did have like, then when I like made the decision, like when I came and looked at this apartment for the first time, I had a lot of fear coming up around living alone. Like someone's going to break in. They're going to hurt me. I'm going to be right. Like a lot of those like instinctual. um, And I live in a very small, small, very safe town. Like not to say it couldn't happen, but like I said something to my sister. I'm like, well, this apartment has a lot of windows. She was like, I mean, it's in Chester. Like, what are you worried about? (laughs) But a lot of those, those instinctual fears did start to come up of like, okay, I'm going to be alone. Like now I'm vulnerable again to harm from. Yeah. yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. No, totally. That makes sense. Well, I'm so happy you followed it because when just, when with decisions like that, God, I feel like I need to come on your podcast because mm. I just have no idea where I, I would want to love be. for you to come on my podcast. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Okay, we need to organize that because I'm sort of, I got this 
I don't know about you right now, but I just feel like I'm at this point right now where we are on the brink of something big and none of us really know what it is. But next year's energy is just like coming through so hardcore. And I'm like, I don't know what's coming, but I know I need to be prepared. Um, And so I've been going to like past life readers and like tarot sessions and just like all the healers. Like I'm just, I, I had like a womb cleansing, just getting my entire system upgraded essentially, like preparing for the next year. And I went to this, like, I had this tarot session. It must have been last week. And I was just like, where am I going to live in January? And she's just like, your guides are laughing at you so much. Because, like, you're, you you know, she's like, you're acting freaked out, but you're actually, like, really relaxed and calm and grounded about it. I'm like, okay, I guess kind of. I know at the end of the day, it's all going to be fine. And there's a part of me that should be freaking about being homeless, but I feel like I'm also not prioritizing this decision enough. That is sort of important. Um, but then I do just have this underlying sense of like, something's going to come up. I don't know. Yeah. You have an invitation brewing, I feel like. Yeah. That's what I wonder feel. what it is. I don't know, because I have this sense of like, I do have this sense of like, I want to get a van um, and travel yeah. for six okay. months. Yeah. And I keep like, I keep seeing that in my head, but when I, when I traveled New Zealand by myself, God, it would have been about five or six years ago. Now you could get like a done up van for like three grand. And so this is what I had in my head. I was like, yeah, cool. It's fine. But I guess now, cause everyone's doing the like van life thing, it's become more glamorous and more like in demand all of a sudden. My sister's like, you're not going to get anything under like 13 grand, you know? And I was like, oh, shit. It's fine. <laughs> Have you looked? Yeah, I had a look and everything was, some of them were like $40,000. I was like, this is not New Zealand in 2014. <laughs> I That's <hate> crazy. <laughs> and, you know, again, it just not being something that I'm going to commit to for more than six months at the most. So I was like, eh. But yeah, we'll see. Although you I'm, could always sell it, like you could use it for six months and then sell it. It's not like it's just gonna be I know yeah exactly and that's where like those fears those like instinctual fears come up like what if I die (laughs) like yeah what if I can't sell it like you know what if all these like what if kind of things Um, oh yeah oh I know about the what ifs (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's kind of where I'm at right now and then Mm. sometimes and then sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, it would be nice to have like an actual house or like apartment again. But then I'm also like, I don't think that's what I want. Like, yeah. Just- and I feel like you're splenic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you're even just getting these like hits of this van, like, I feel like that's your spleen, like telling you. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was like. I just it's need like- someone to DM me and be like, hey, <laughs> I have this van. It's like van. nine dollars take it okay cool. not even it's gonna be like four thousand dollars <laughs> okay yeah yeah I'm definitely putting that out there please you gotta, oh. you gotta start manifesting that yeah okay let's actually talk about that so have you looked into the um like the arrows have as like the specific manifesta yeah a little bit like if not an expert by any means I am oh I want to say I'm non-specific okay well let me check yeah, yeah cool because my chart's probably right here like always up on my screen, <laughs> like constantly. All my charts here it is. <laughs> yeah. I am to the right, so non-specific. Specific, yeah. How do you work with that? I, okay, well, I'll speak mm-hmm. with this fine. But I've been trying to work with this for like a year, literally since I started like getting deeper and deeper into following my design and like being totally set on it. 
as a way of life. And it's just, and like, when I share with clients about this, they're like, oh, thank God, you know, like I don't need to have a specific idea of what I want. I could just like focus on the feelings that I want and whatever. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear if you've like played around with this at all. Cause sometimes I do, I'll just like, you know, write down the feelings I want. Maybe this is what I need to do with this, this place that I'm going to live. But then I'm like, do I be specific about the fact that it's a van or do I just say? Mm, yeah, like how specific, how specific does it have to be? Does a non-specific get? Yeah. It's hard. Okay. But like, say you were to sit and meditate on this and like envision it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's, it's something you can move. It doesn't need to be a van. Right. But it can, yeah. it's, it's a, a smaller home that can relocate that can move around yeah. and you can envision that it's got lots of light, right? Like you don't have to be, but yeah, I don't, th- I don't think I have a super answer for you. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah. non-specific. I was just curious as to if you'd played around with it. Cause I know that not some non-specific people do have a lot of luck with it and will like, you know, really resonate with it. But I guess it's like my control freak coming out too, right? Be like, but what if it's not exactly what I want? You know, like, what if I'm not happy with it? Or like, you know, what if, what if you don't get it universe? (laughs) I think sometimes too, if you're overthinking manifestation like that, like you're kind of missing the point. Like, do you know what I mean? Like sometimes if I'm so control freakish about my manifestation, like it's not going to work. Like (laughs) the universe is going to laugh in my face. (laughs) fun out of it too yeah exactly I'd be like bitch no that's not <laughs> oh okay so let's talk more about these eclipses actually so I'll give you the little astrological breakdown yeah um, we can just speak about our experiences because I'm the same and I've spoken to so many people who like are in this space too this year like this year has just been clearing breaking down, seeing through illusions and not just in the external, but in ourselves too. Like even just seeing all the places we were still plugged into ideas and concepts that are like, you know, either old paradigm or just not us, like not truly us. And it's been doing the groundwork this entire year. I think like having these little insights um, and I'm a three, five too. So I've just been like fucking around playing all year, like trying to figure out what's true for me. Um, and then it got to a point, I think, so the eclipses, what the first one was on, I should know this. What's the date today? The first one must've been like around the, oh, it was the 30th of November. Yeah. So it was around that, t- that time. Um, and it's just created this like real open portal where all the information that we've sort of sensed budding around for the rest of the year has just like whooshed through into our minds like the answer was always there but it never actually could come through and then this portal's opened where the information can come in um over the last like probably month and a half for a lot of people and yeah the number of people I've spoken to and basically I got to a point it would have been around the same time as you maybe a bit later but I was like I don't enjoy what I'm doing like I I'm not enjoying my business anymore I don't feel good in this and, you know, I've tried to, I think, fit into these roles of what, what we sort of get told that a projector should be of like, you know, a mentor, a coach or a guide, um, you know, I did readings and stuff and nothing super felt like home. Anyway, so I was like, okay, I'm stopping. <laughs> I was a little bit PMSy. I was like, fuck this, I'm shutting it all down. Like, you know, in the new year, um, I'm just gonna like, 
buy my van and travel the world and figure out my life from that. I don't want to do this anymore. So it got to that point. And then literally two days later, I woke up and this was after I'd had a session with, with one of the healers. And I was like, oh my God, the answer has been here all along. And I just started reflecting. Every single like reading or session that I've ever done, people are like, oh, it was really educational. <laughs> um and just like thinking about when I started my podcast I was like I had this goal in my head that at some point I would teach um and but you know I had in my head oh you have to actually do it for like you know a set set, set amount of years before you do it I was like I don't want to do it I want to teach people how to do it essentially and so yeah within about 24 hours I was just like this whole new concept of how I'm going to teach human design and teach astrology finally could could land because I wasn't trying to reject it anymore and like push it outwards and trying to fit myself into what I had thought and it's like once you sort of once I had that breakdown hissy fit moment literally like a hissy fit with the universe like fuck this I don't like this I'm quitting um it was like okay cool you're not clung to this old past idea of yourself anymore now you can actually now now we can actually send you the truth of who you are which is that like you're a teacher um and just like from people who like listen to the podcast that I've shared this with they're like yeah you're such a teacher (laughs) yeah that will work well for you I'm actually curious what's your cross what's your incarnation cross you um it's the it's the unexpected Hmm. (laughs) and my this is like have you gotten into the gene keys at all yet no Oh, you will love it. I don't want to throw another like thing in your direction. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you were, you posted some stuff about it. We like DM quick about it, but like, not really like nothing. I don't know much about it. (laughs) Um, But I've been getting really deep into the gene gene keys and my like primary gene key. So you have like in your incarnation cross, you have like your life's work, you have your evolution, which is kind of like your toughest challenge. Um, so just for people listening, so your conscious son is your life's work, uh, your unconscious, no, and then your conscious earth is your evolution or like your biggest challenge. Um, your unconscious son is your radiance or like what you kind of need to do to remain healthy. And then your unconscious earth is your purpose. And my conscious son, so my my life's work is gate 28 which is just literally it's like just see life as an adventure just like do do just do things um and I don't know I guess it's just always like grass is greener kind of vibe where I'm just like can't I have something a bit more specific like <laughs> what am I just meant to do one thing for as long as it, t- it sticks and then do another thing but yeah that's, what- a th- that's so three five of you too though I feel like everything in my chart is just like all over the place like yeah yeah that's why that's okay (laughs) that's actually like good energy for school because like if you're teaching people Mm -hmm. astrology like you could keep bringing in new stuff yeah right like it's like not gonna get boring because you're gonna be like oh no we're switching this up like we've got new classes like (laughs) I know I said I was gonna be teaching you this this week but actually yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's definitely how your classes would be I know (laughs) because like people usually then get out of it what they need you know you're like yeah yeah you're just speaking to them on the day instead of like structured curriculum or whatever that's super planny um control freak and I think that's I think that's like a lot of what 
my work this year and especially this last month has been is like just release your your grip and like needing to define what you're doing and whatever and just just do it just do what you feel like on the day and see who wants to come along for the journey yeah I get like I struggle with that too so like I was having a hard time deciding like I just did this coaching program but I didn't like want to use the word coach and then I was like using guide and then I was and like now I'm just not even using any label on it because I'm like it's just I'm just gonna keep stressing out about it and changing it every five months like it doesn't make sense no label I'm Abby (laughs) yeah I'm just Abby like I'm just a human yeah and it and it's hard because like you also need to give people an idea of what you're actually doing yeah and like those words they they give some people like some sort of concept of what to expect yeah um but yeah, my my fr- like my friend and I, we were speaking about this concept of archetypes, how everybody has like their key archetypes. So there is the coach, there is the guide, there's the healer, there's the teacher kind of thing. And it was just like, you know, choose your archetype and then make it work for you. You don't have to fit into what everybody else is doing. Yeah. But then it can also be really limiting to like, if you try and be like, oh, I'm a coach, therefore it has to look like this, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I know that was like, that had been really stressing me out. Finally, I was like, nope, we're not doing any of this. Dropped everything off of all of my stuff, you know? And you know what was weird? So I changed my Instagram bio for the 8,000 millionth time. I'm sure everybody can relate. And I switched it to where there was no like label. And it just was like, it says like, I help people who blah, blah, blah. And um, not like three minutes later, a friend from my program texted, messaged me on Instagram and said, wow, I love your new bio. It's so clear. she's a projector too and I was like how did you know that I switched I'm like that was like two minutes ago how did you know I switched it she goes my senses were tingling (laughs) (laughs) so I knew that was like the sign from the universe that I like made the right move I was like okay I see you universe (laughs) oh that's so good yeah oh totally and like the stress is a real thing like the stress of trying to figure out how do I actually like describe this in like 300 words or less? Like, you know, even yeah. just, I think, um, just cause I had so much trouble trying to figure out how I want to do readings, like, and even just the word readings and not resonating with the word readings and whatever. Um, so I would just like rewrite the description of that on my website so many times. Yeah. But now I'm just like, it's like 60 minutes of fun and banter. <laughs> like yeah. using your, if you want to play, <laughs> select a time. Yeah. That's what I keep telling people. I, I like doing the recorded readings. I don't know something about like them not being in my energy, I yeah. think is cool. Cause like, I think it just lands in a different way. Like I've had a few people by them who like, didn't know me at all. And like, they just got this recording from me and they were like, Oh my God, she sees me. <laughs> um, and I like, like the way that they're landing with people. I don't even remember why I started ram- rambling. Oh, I keep telling people the same thing. I'm like, it's just basically 45 minutes of me blabbing about your chart. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready to get unfiltered everything? Exactly. Yeah. And that, I mean, I think that again, is just like finding what works for you. Cause yeah, my, one of my like human design, human, human design teachers. Wow. Um, she only does recorded readings too. And that really works for her. So I was like, oh, maybe that's what I should do. But I'm like the opposite. Like I need ah. someone else's energy to play off. Like, um, you know, cause sometimes I'll start talking about something and then they'll say one word. I'm like, okay, we're going to spend the next 60 minutes speaking about your Libra moon. <laughs> like, and that's all we're going to talk about essentially. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I know. I noticed I've seen you go back and forth with whether or not you're doing the recorded readings. I like them, but I think a big piece of it too, which is probably like part comes from my defined will, but like, um, is that I don't have to schedule it like that. I can do it when the moment strikes. Like I don't have to try to schedule with another person and, oh, I can't make it actually. Can we switch and this, that, and the other thing, it's just like, I do it when I want. I send it to them when I get to it. Yeah. 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 That's the other good thing too. Yeah. But yeah, you know me. I like to get my value. <laughs> I, I like having my time valued. So. I know. Yeah, that was a big theme for me. <laughs> mm, okay, so when it comes to, let's say, like following our intuition, mm-hmm. is there any like one specific, like you know, maybe not the word block, but like one specific barrier that keeps coming up with people? for you that you've noticed like is there any one particular thing or like something that keeps being a recurring theme or just barrier that comes up on like intuitively yeah with people yeah like is immediately coming to mind yeah I can be like I'm way more and I think that is like we I touched on this in the beginning but like that is like the projector thing I'm way more intuitive about other people than I am about like I have no sense of intuition and I have a wide open spleen but Mm. like I have that's a big struggle like in my own for my own self I don't have a very strong set or like I've had that a lot of times where I like trust someone or like and then it like it turns out to be bad and like I'm like how did I not see that from the beginning like yes wow I struggle with that where with other people I'm just into it like you know I pick up their chart and I'm kind of like Oh, like Like I can just kind of let it all fall out of my mouth. Yeah. Well, what? So you're open spleen and open sacral then? Yeah. Yeah. And defined heart. So I'm really good at sticking to things that are bad for me. (laughs) (laughs) It's a recipe for sticking to things. I this, but I'm persistent. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Which like mostly has come through in relationships. Like I definitely am the queen of staying in relationships for too longer than I or like or like not knowing when someone is bad for me. Like that's a really common theme. Like that's come up for me a lot. Like not knowing when yeah. Yeah. you know, where some where you might kind of be like, oh, that person's a little like weird. What's with that? I'm like, no, they're nice. Like I always give them the benefit. I'm even to everyone else. I'm like, you're just no, like give them the benefit of the doubt. And then I get burned and I'm like, judge. <laughs> Strikes again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, the open spleen is a really tough one, especially just in the world that we live in, because you kind of can't trust a lot of people. But, like, and so, yeah, I think that's something that I just take for granted in my chart, too, of like when I'm speaking to people, especially when it does come to like decision making and stuff, I'll be like, is it yes or is it a no? Like, does it feel good or does it feel bad kind of thing? But it's always remembering, like, not everybody has the benefit of that instinctual in the moment, yes, no, to actually come back to. Yeah, like, I don't have that at all. If you have any questions, you let me know because I'm your girl. <laughs> like, no speed, emotional authority. Like, yeah, I yeah. I definitely don't always know in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but the heart center, I feel like the heart, like the ego heart center is pretty intuitive too. It's just like, a lot quieter um well definitely quieter than the sacral but also quieter than the spleen it's gonna be it's gonna be more that like 
heart longing kind of thing that true like heart sensation of just like oh yeah like you know I'm, I'm getting like a warm sen sensation here or whatever like it'll kind of speak to you in more sensations which is so easy to block out with like the mind and just logic and oh but everybody else says this is it connected to your throat it is okay we've got to pull up my chart no <laughs> no should I be no just my just my g center that's what I was thinking Oh, okay. And my split is between my G and my will. Uh, right. The oh, 25, so you're 51. Yeah, then, my G center is yeah. connected to my throat. Sorry. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, not putting that in that clear of terms. For everyone. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then like my split is there. So. Yeah. Theoretically. Not communicating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't really know how that would play out, but that might be helpful information yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was just thinking like if you at least had the um like heart defined connected to the throat, then people who have that, they can often like at least talk, you know, like use that talking it out to kind of see what their heart wants again, like without letting it get silenced by other people. But mm. I do that talking things out like I've done yeah. that my whole life. So when I... Oh, yeah. When I first started hearing about human design, there were pieces of like, is it self-projected authority? Whatever one is that needs that. Um, and I was yes. like, Ooh, that like really resonates with me. Cause I've always yeah. been someone who needs to like ask someone. And then when they give me their answer, I'm like, that's not what I wanted. I want, like, I knew which one I just needed to hear you say yeah. your opinion to decide you were wrong. <laughs> well, and that's like, if you didn't have an emotion, like if you didn't have your emotion center, you would be self-projected. So it's like, if you take away the layer oh. of security, you are self-projected. It's just adding another layer on top of that, of the emotional wave. Oh, and I think when you, when I did the G genetic matrix, that's what it said. And I think I said that to you. I was like, that's weird. It's saying I'm self-projected. Yeah, no. So when you go into genetic matrix and cause you were doing that to look at like the, um, uh, environment, the environment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you go on to the body one. I get this question all the time. So I'm glad you brought this up. Um, but yeah, so when you go onto genetic matrix and you select either body or mind instead of the quantum, it, so you know how you have the red parts of your chart and then you have the black parts of your chart. So the red parts of your chart are the body and the black parts of your chart are the mind. And so when you're only looking at the body, you're only seeing the red parts of your chart. And so what you get is that if you don't have, like, so your emotional authority must be part of your mind. Like it must be part of the black part of your chart. And so when you take that layer away, you're self-projected. So mm. what that means is that your body is self-projected, but it's like your conscious mind adds in that emotional authority. And so it doesn't really mean anything um, for, for the, you know, the, you being a human, um, because you are a mesh of like the unconscious and the conscious parts of your chart. But, you know, when you sleep, you may be more of a self-projected projector kind of thing. Cause you've shut down your uh, conscious mind while you sleep. All right. So that's why some people will say like a lot of people actually turn into reflectors when they sleep because you lose a lot of those connections and the chart becomes totally clear kind of thing. Um, and so that's why, even if you are a generator, you might actually be a reflector when you sleep. So it would still be handy to not sleep 
every single night with the same person because you might still be taking in their energy while you sleep. So hmm. yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, it's interesting, but it also just adds a whole other layer of confusing to a very confusing system. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is a little confusing, but that's interesting. And it kind of makes sense. And it makes sense why that one has spoken to me so much. Like when I first found out about human design, I was like, well, that's weird. That seems a lot like yeah. me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, yeah, well, that just means you can use that to help you uncover what's going on underneath the emotions. Like it could almost be a way of bypassing the emotions, especially if your emotion emotional center isn't connected to your throat. Um yeah play around with it anyway like yeah. anything else it's an experiment <laughs> yeah. yeah it all is I know and you know what I, I find that like I've spent so much time like going into other people's charts that like mm -hmm. I have spent time on my own but not nearly as much like mm -hmm. as I should have or Same. could yeah yeah I think yeah I think that's what I've been realizing about my astrology chart especially these days and like um even like so this particular episode that I'm about to refer to hasn't even come out yet, but I had my friend Alexandria on last week and she's like a human design reader and astrologer. And I told her about like the realization of coming to teaching and she's just like, isn't your North node like in Sagittarius in the ninth house? I was like, this would be one of the first things I said to myself if I was my client, like, yeah. supposed to teach. <laughs> and it's taking me a year of like doing this business the way that doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I feel like That's what funny. I want to do is just like give myself a reading. <laughs> like Yeah. Oh my God. I was just I was thinking that like yeah. to go through it in the order that I would kind of go through with someone and like <laughs> the major points. It's it is funny. Like, yeah, I was talking about a channel um earlier with someone and I'm like, I have the same channel, right? And like I never put that much thought into it about myself. And I was like giving her all this information on it. And I was like, oh, I probably yeah. should like, you know, practice oh. what I preach. <laughs> but that's like that's the blessing of doing the work that we do too, is that like with every client that you have, you learn new bits about yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think what's really cool is like each time I'm, I'm like kind of prepping for someone's and I'm like reading over the, the things I'll, yeah. I'll be like, Oh, you know who else I bet has this? And I'll like check and yeah. just double check. It's cool when that happens. And I'm like, Oh yeah, she does. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. Anything else? Okay. Oh, this is the other thing that I wanted to bring up with you do you feel like is there anything else you want to say about like following your intuition and just like shit like that that yeah. comes to mind yeah we can come back to it um okay so this is a conversation that I was having with my friend the other day and we were talking about conditioning and just like well actually we weren't even speaking about conditioning but you probably have this too whereas like people in your real life <laughs> like people who aren't into human design and whatever but you'll just have normal like muggle conversations and then you start thinking about how this links into human design <laughs> like my entire life I'm like oh this reminds me of that uh, whatever um anyway we were speaking about okay it's just gonna be a long story so settle in but I re-watched Twilight recently did you ever watch that like it, you put you I older I, I was 16 when it was massive so I was like in it <laughs> oh I feel like I'm not that much older than you if any um I'll be 30 in a, in a couple of months but Okay. Yeah. So in a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a little behind of my t time period. And I wasn't super, like, I didn't, I think I've probably seen bits and pieces of it, but it wasn't super okay. in my interest level at that age. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Yes, yeah, so I, I rewatched it and I'd been wanting to rewatch it for ages, but I was always like, oh, you know, it's it's not cool. Like, you know, it's so lame or whatever. And so I just didn't watch it. And then I rewatched it. I was like, this is the best thing ever. But it's also so problematic just in its like what it portrays a relationship to be to. But at least I can watch that now and be like, okay, I'm so happy. I don't think that's a healthy relationship anymore. And also poor 16 year old me who just wanted some creepy dude who watches you sleep and breaks into your bedroom unannounced and <laughs> oh no has to prevent himself from like biting and drinking your blood <laughs> yeah that is your right not very good messaging yeah no definitely not um but anyway and then I was speaking to my friend about Taylor Swift um so I was in her top one percent of listeners <laughs> for Spotify oh my god I got top 0.5 percent of Ariana Grande oh! <laughs> Ariana Grande. She's a worldwide sensation. Oh, oh. 0.5%. I'm like, Abby, get a life. I'm so proud of you. I took a screenshot and put it in like my family like chat kind of thing. They're like, very proud. Put it on the Christmas card, all right? Exactly. I'm so glad I'm not the only one with teen pop and I'm a top listener. <laughs> no. Yeah, I love Taylor. She she gets a close second. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Oh, well, Ariana is definitely my second. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I was speaking to my friend about it and she's like, yeah, I like was saying to this girl at a party how like I was in the top, um, she was in the top 4% of, of Taylor Swift and this girl was like, oh, I don't like Taylor Swift. And like my friend was like, oh, why? And her friend was like, oh, because she's too peppy and blonde and stuff like that. And I was just like, Okay, firstly, that's, like, misogyny and, like, fuck that. No, yeah. if you don't like him. Not a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But then I was also just, like, it's this stuff that was, you know, maybe, like, cool or trendy when we were a bit younger. And then we just have one person tell us, like, oh, no, this is what you should think of them. Or, like, that person's in the mainstream, therefore they're not cool. And it just becomes this... It's like we're trying to prove we're so cool and trendy, but we're also restricting ourselves from the joy of listening to like One Direction and watching Twilight and all this stuff. And yeah, I guess I was just got to thinking about this whole concept of trying to be cool and how much it just like fucks with your ability to have fun. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That, that wasn't something I super struggled with growing up, um, believe it or not. And my mom always laughs about it because like when I was little, the cool girl in school always liked me because I didn't care about like being cool. Like I wasn't easy to bully because I never cared about that stuff. And um, when I was little, there was the the, the, like popular girl. I always love to tell the story. She was like the cool girl. Everybody wanted to be like her. She had Britney Spears' CD when it first came out. Like she was cool. (laughs) And (laughs) she was super cool. (laughs) <laughs> and um me and her were pretty good friends and like my mom said I went over there one time I was like eight and she told me that my shirt was so ugly she was like your shirt is so ugly I don't even know why you wear that so I came home and she's like my mom said any one of your sisters would have been crying she's like all the little girls at school the moms would tell me they'd come home crying she goes and you came home and you said you know she told me that she didn't like my shirt she's like and then you thought about it for a second and you looked at me and you said I'm gonna wear it every time I go to her house from now <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and she's like, I was so proud of you. I'm like, hell yeah, eight-year-old Abby. <laughs> yeah, that is 
the opposite to how I would have responded. I would have burnt the shirt <laughs> and then thrown away the charred remains. <laughs> I think that's like a more normal response. I definitely like, and it's funny now that I learned about human design, like my defined G and like the 2010, like it's not shocking to me that I'm not easy. Like I was not easy to really bully as a kid. I always kind of had this, like, I was like, who cares, you know, like. <laughs> Oh my God. That's so good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I like that's even- part of why I'm here is to like empower other people to do that. Do the same, you know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need that. I'm really excited to come on your podcast. We, we yeah. Need to- yeah. Yeah. We will. I'm looking for it to do a few more people. I was just supposed to that today. So it's perfect. Oh, did you? Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like that's my conditioning journey right now. Is that like, Hey, you don't have to be the cool girl. Cause I think like yeah just in high school it's like this whole like cool girl thing gets idealized and then we leave school and it gets idealized anymore like did you ever watch skins no i don't know if that it is. was like a british show i don't know if it really got big in the um us but anyway there was this character but i mean you can look at any tv show and there's just like that one girl character so i was speaking about effie on skins um and she was just like too cool to care and she doesn't give a fuck about anything and she's just like smoking her cigarettes and shit and it's like that is what gets idealized this like being totally out of the mainstream and whatever and then when I really dig into my heart and like decondition I'm like I am the girl who like bops around to Taylor Swift <laughs> all the time but that's cool I mean isn't it I don't know I thought it, I think it's cool that's what I do <laughs> I think you're talking about all cool things here so I don't see the problem <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah you're right exactly it's like it is cool and like what you do is so cool in a whole lot of other ways like you live in a bus and you help people with human design and like you have <laughs> created this whole business like yeah. I'm cool what are you guys talking yeah. about <laughs> you are cool <laughs> I know. girls from high school <laughs> I would love to like just have a conversation with my bullies in high school also I really don't want to but oh that could make yeah. some interesting podcast content oh my god wow Christina are you there <laughs> Christina <laughs> please call if you are listening to this can you imagine if she's like oh my god I've been listening to your podcast for eight months I'm so into human design I'm a fully awakened oh, so. how would that be that would be so cool I hope she's like she calls you and she's next up I would be so proud. Who knows though? Because like, you just never know. Like there was this girl I bullied in high school. Okay. Not even, we were in like middle school. There was this girl that like my friend liked the same boy as this girl. So we were so mean to her because they liked this. Like, I don't know why I even participated in this, but I did. And I feel so bad. Like I saw her at the bar a couple years ago and was like, I am so sorry. Like I am such a terrible human. Like I was just, we were just little shits, you know? Yeah. That's just it. Yeah. I know you got to like forgive yourself for the stuff you did too because like even though I was bullied I still bully like it's always like there was always someone lower on the pecking chain who I could then make myself feel cool for ignoring or like you know going to their house and like making fun of all their stuff or just like telling everyone that they have a weird mole on their face and whatever (laughs) sorry Stephanie (laughs) um but yeah yeah and then you just have to like forgive yourself for being like okay I was a hurt little girl. I was trying to fit in and be cool. And that's all we want. But yeah, like you're operating at a different spot at that age, you know, and and that conditioning is like getting piled on you every single day. So that's a lot at that age. Yeah. 
yeah you just remind me of the point that I wanted to make but I can't now I've forgotten it again that's oh yeah no and that's just it it's like the people that we went to high school with if I think about myself in high school I would not say you know this is who I'd be 10 years later Mm-mm. and so who's to say that the people who you would never think aren't this just like enlightened yeah who knows dude or whatever yeah I know you never know what turns people this is Did a you small town so sometimes that you see you see how it plays out what are you going to ask me? Uh, I was going to say, did you ever have like a high school reunion or whatever? <clears throat> yeah. Our, guess what would have it had been? Tenure? Yeah. 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 I guess it was. <laughs> okay. Hello. Was last summer and like four people went and some of me and some of my friends did go. It was like, it was weird. It was at a local brewery. It was like a cool band was playing, but not yeah. that many people went. So like a few of us went and we like some people who are local, but yeah, it was kind of lame. Okay. Yeah, I know. Well, nothing's been organized, I guess, obviously, because this year, so my 10 year reunion would have been this year. Um, I graduated in 2010, but obviously like this year, nothing could have been organized, but I haven't heard anything. I'm like, I wonder if this is a thing that we're going to do. And I wonder if I'd go, because again, I just feel so out of place. I don't know if like now with social media, if people like, if that's as much of a thing anymore, cause like you can kind of find out what everybody, you know what I mean? Back in the day. Yeah. Like now, if you wanted to, you could look up every single person you like, if you really had the the desire to. So that's why I think partly why ours was so like lame, you know, let down. Yeah. Cause you're like, oh yeah, I know you got married. (laughs) Like I saw it like, great. Yeah. Yeah. And then the people who went, like a lot of them were people I've seen recently. Cause they're like local, like you know what I mean like people definitely didn't like fly yeah. in for it or anything so exactly. yeah some people um, did but yeah it was kind of a it wasn't like a super exciting thing social media like gives so much but it also takes so much away like the mystery of where is you know Jason from accounting 20, 2009 or whatever like yeah yeah oh well yeah anyway. it's so easy to keep up with everybody now well hopefully all your haters are listening so exactly (laughs) call me seriously let's chat no I think I'd still like as much as I like to think I'm like this strong independent woman now I'd probably be like please don't hurt me (laughs) oh my god I'm sure they're not like anywhere near as scary as you thought they were in plus now you have so many tools to be able to look at like why they were coming from that place (gasps) at that time Oh my God. Yes. Okay. Imagine just like a podcast where I just get on like the broken humans who tried to break me and just fix their shit. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, you know, that's, that's like something that I find a lot. Like hmm. it's like, well, what was going on with them? Like what was their situation? Yeah. Like that? I don't know. I find as, as I do more work and like get further in my own journey, it's easier for me to be like, Oh, well, yeah, it was kind of messed up that they did that. But you know, what was their situation at the time. Yeah. And that's like the healing journey in a nutshell is just like taking a wider perspective and stop making everything about you. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Cause that's like, that's like what the, the broken ego shell does is just like, it's all about me. But then when you do take a step back, you're like, Oh, you know, there was this situation going on with them and they just felt uncomfortable in their body and whatever. And yeah. Like the kids who picked on you or whatever, like maybe they had parents who were just like really critical and never, you know, always told them they weren't good enough. And they just like came to school and bullied you. you know what I mean? 
whatever. Like, exactly. so it's this, I, Hey, I would love if you, uh, a whole spinoff series on your haters. Like, I think that would be cool. So I'm ready for this it. Is. <laughs> Heather yeah. haters, Taylor Swift haters. We're what we're ready for you. <laughs> Come and get us. <laughs> Come on. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, when you were talking just then, I thought of something I wanted to talk about, but whatever. Anyway, is there anything else we want to talk about while we're here? <laughs> oh, okay. Bullying. That was the last thing I was going to say about this. Um, so I just get too excited sometimes. Um, <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> but I was just like, this is what I was kind of reflecting on um, recently is that with human design and astrology, it's just even if you think that like what we're doing is like fluffy sometimes I start to think about that I'm like oh should I be focused on like bigger world things I just think if we all accepted our own innate individuality then we would accept that in other people and nobody would bully anyone else and I don't yeah I don't know about you but like the thought of little kids getting bullied for just like you know wearing their hair a different way to everyone else or whatever it it breaks me apart it tears me in two And so if we can just all live in this world where we literally look at these charts, which map so beautifully, like the fact that not everybody is the same and thank God, um, then yeah, we're going to erase bullying. That's just my low key plan for life. Don't know about you. (laughs) It's casual. It's no big deal. I mean, and there's a lot of like difference too. Like if people started parenting according to design, like kids would have, so you know what I mean? Like they would have so much less resistance, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, exactly. And like the schooling system too. Like imagine yeah. if part of your enrollment was like, give us your birth details. <laughs> yeah. Or like any, any sort of adjustment for different learning styles and different, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's so long overdue. And yeah, that's how I feel the next few years is just going to be absolute readjustment of just. Yeah. I, I do sense that there's this like big shift about to happen in Mm-hmm. lots of things like lots all things. the things the whole thing I don't know <laughs> well this is what um this is what I was speaking to my friend about it's just like there's gonna be there's if you want to stick to the old way and like the way things had always been done those options will always be there but it's like now slowly surely we're building out a new way and the option will be there to come through to this new way and like we see that already like with the rise of you know, walled off schools and just different kinds of schooling and different educations and just, well, this system which exists isn't supporting me and my individuality and and my child's needs. And so how can I slowly move to, and obviously like now it's problematic because you have to have the money because it's not government supported, like these these different different situations. Um, But yeah, slowly as the increase and the demand grows, it's going to become more accessible and less and less people are going to be like, well, why the fuck would I keep fucking around with this education system, which, you know, doesn't do anything for me. And here are the options, but yeah, I feel like those options will always be there if people want to stick to it, to stick to what's known. But yeah, more and more people are coming to like, no, especially after this year. <laughs> like, yeah. It's been like, we've, we've been shaken. <laughs> Absolutely shook. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it for sure. (laughs) It's been quite the year. It'll be nice to see this one wrap up. I know. But in a lot of ways, like, you know, I do sense that big change is coming and it is kind of like everything kind of had to crumble, like come apart so that, I mean, I'm hoping 
get, it'll put, get put back together. So we'll see how the next couple of years play out. But um, yeah, I feel like I've heard a few different like people in the spiritual realm, like talk about that this year. It's just like, we're all sensing that this like change is coming, like something is happening and we're like all in the throes of it. We're all like trying to prepare for it, but also have no idea what's happening. Exactly. It's like, as much as you think you're prepared and you're ready, it's like, yeah, I just think like, get the body ready, like get your physical self ready, get as, get, get your energy clear, get ready. Cause we have no idea what's coming. Like even psychics are like, timelines are just shifting so quickly that you can't actually see anything solid because then another like shift happens in this realm and then this changes again. So it's just be ready for whatever's coming. Yeah. Expect the unexpected. Yeah, we have to like let let go of our control freak reins a little bit and just mm-hmm. see how it goes. That's the goal. All right, my love. Let's say farewell to our audience. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. And I will speak to the rest of you next week. Bye.